This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. All right, City Place Church, I told you there's a number of things happening in the life of City Place, and so we want you to get plugged in. You can sign up right now for a city group. So if you're interested in men's groups, sisterhood groups, uh, young adults, students, we've got something for every single person to be able to uh, jump into. And so, listen, it's worth your time to invest in healthy relationships. So we invite you to be a part of that. And then I want to remind you, next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. Listen, my team, the Washington Commanders, are not in, but man, it's going to be fun. If you've never been a part of a City Place Super Bowl, we turn our Sunday morning service uh, in person uh, into a party. We've got music and sometimes special guests drop by. We've got food and fun and games and giveaways. And so you're going to want to be a part of that. It's also a great time to invite those who may be a little push, you know, push church away and just say, hey, our church is a life-giving church. And when you get into that environment, God's going to begin to build dreams in your life. And so mark your calendars next Sunday. And then, all right, I'm going to tell you right now. I was going to wait, but on February the 20th, we have as our special guest hanging out with us the UCF Gospel Choir. They are going to be in the house on February the 20th at our in-person service, and so you're going to want to be there as well. They're going to be singing a little bit, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun. So it's good. we got so many things happening in the life of our church. And then at the end of this month, February the 27th, City Place turns six years old. Woo! We're going to have a party, everybody. We're going to have a party. It's going to be good. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. We're going to read two passages of Scripture, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, and then we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, we have come out of the month of January. We are in the month of February. And man, shout out to Pastor Ty last week. She preached the morning after as we've been in our Setting the Tone series. And today I'm excited because I get to download to you what the Lord's been just kind of dropping in my heart uh, as we head into February, our birthday month, but also to be able to give you what my my heart is and Pastor Ty's heart is for the year from the Lord. And so last year we declared that this is the year that God does it. And before today's service, we're going to tell you what else he wants to do this year. And so let's get ready to lean in level 10. If you're ready, somebody say yeah online. Come on. Come on. Will you do me a favor? Type in the comment section. Come on. I'm away for you. Type in the comment section and say yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, somebody say exceedingly, abundantly, somebody say abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever 
and ever. Amen. Y'all ready? I'm fired up. I can't, I'm not even going to preach there yet. Now go over to Luke chapter 5. Our team's going to put it up. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It says this. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him, Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, are you ready? I'm sorry, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Let your nets down for a catch. This morning, I want to ask a couple of questions and then I'll give you my thought and my title for today to kick off this month of February. Here's two questions. Are you ready for more? Are you ready for more? Pause. Are you ready for more? If you are, type yes in the comment section. Go ahead, Facebook. Everybody on Facebook, come on. Here's the second question. Can you handle more? Are you ready for more? First question. Second question is, can you handle more? This morning, the focus thought of today is going to be ready for more. Ready for more. But we have to answer that question. Are you ready for more and can you handle more? I was reading this story in Luke chapter 5 because last year, as we were in our year, the Lord dropped into my heart Luke chapter 5. And I shared that for years as a pastor, I had been trying to do everything in my own strength to to try to, to see City Place become who God had showed Pastor Ty and I that we would become. And I was working and toiling and working and toiling. And uh, there was disappointment so many days and frustration. And, and, and I realized that God was literally like just leaning back going, you're trying to do it all on your own. And you're not <laughs> including me in some of the things that you're doing. yes. Damon, you're you're praying. Yes, you're going after me. But Damon, uh, pause for a moment and let me work. Let me work. And so we taught from Luke chapter five last year and I came into this year and I told you that the Lord's not quite done doing it yet. And as I was reading in Luke chapter five and in Ephesians chapter three, I realized that there's this theme of more. There's this theme of more, and I realize, here's just write this down right out the gate, because some of you answered the question. I asked you, are you ready for more? And then I asked you, can you handle more? And some of you typed in the comment section. Some of you didn't. But I came across this thought as I was reading Luke chapter 5, because in Luke chapter 5, the Bible says that Jesus is coming into a town and he comes across some fishermen who had finished their work for the day and they were cleaning out their nets. And as they're cleaning out their nets, they're not even by their boats. Jesus literally goes over to Simon and says, hey, can I use your boat? 
And it says that he pushes the boat away and he says, ah, let, let, let me use it. Uh, and, and he started to preach and he started to teach and he started to download his heart to the people. And then the Bible says that he says, hey, a little bit later, let's push out and let's go a little deeper and let's have a catch. And I wrote this down because we want to be ready for more. And I asked you, are you ready for more? And can you handle more? Two separate questions, because yes, I'm ready, but can I handle it if it's there? Here's what I realized, that if you are ready for more, you must grasp what Jesus has already said to you. Otherwise, you won't grasp what the next thing is that he says to you. Let me say it again. If you are ready for more, you and I must grasp what he's already said. Otherwise, we won't grasp the next thing he says. So question, are you ready for more? Can you handle more? If I am ready for more, I have to grasp the first thing Jesus says before I grasp the next thing Jesus says. Let me prove it to you in verse three of Luke chapter five. This, and I just quoted it to you. It says, then Jesus got into the boat, which was Simon's, and he asked, can you put out a little bit from the land? See, the first thing that Jesus said, it goes, he goes, hey, can I use your boat? And Peter's like, Yes, you can use Simon. You can you can use my boat. And then Jesus says, hey, listen, can you push out just a little bit from the land? And Simon responds by pushing out. And just letting Jesus do his thing. See, I'm, I'm realizing that before I can see some of these grand things and I have to respond to the little simple things that Jesus says, because we want to be ready for more. And I ask you, are you ready for more? And then I ask you if you can handle more in order for us to be able to be ready for more. We have to grasp the first thing he said, not trying to grasp the next thing he says, because it's so important that we focus on what he said first. Can I use your boat? Sure. And part of my instruction is, is can you back out just a little from the shore. See, the way we respond to Jesus first matters how we would respond to Jesus next. So we have to grasp the first thing he says, and then we have to make sure that we're not just trying to get to the second thing. So the grasping the first thing is so important. Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter eight, verse five through eight. And we read this in our series, Set the Tone where we said that we need to set the tone as we set the frequency. So we said we're going to set the frequency to be able to hear the voice of the Lord speaking. This is what Jesus says. He said, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, and it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. And when he said this, he called out, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Jump down to verse 11. The disciples have been trying to figure out, Jesus, what are you talking about? 
We're not grasping this whole thing. And this is what Jesus says in verse 11. He says, this is its meaning. The seed is God's message to men. The hard path where some seed fell represents hard hearts of those who hear God's word. But the devil comes and steals the words away and prevents people from believing and being saved. The stony ground represents those who enjoy listening to sermons, but somehow the message never really gets through to them and doesn't take root and grow. They know the message is true and sort of believe it for a while. But when the hot winds of persecution blow, they lose interest. The seed which falls among the thorns, represents those who listen and believe God's word, but whose faith afterwards is choked out by worry, riches, and the responsibilities and pleasures of life. And so they're never able to help anyone else believe the good news. But the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people. They listen to God's word and cling to them and steadily Spread them to others who will soon believe. Let me repeat, if you and I are ready to see more, we have to grasp what what he's already said. Otherwise, we won't grasp the next thing he said. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus is giving a parable, and he literally says, the word of God is coming forth. God is always speaking. You might remember We said that God didn't have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. And so God is constantly speaking. He's downloading to us his heart's desire for his, his purpose, his plan, his kingdom agenda. And Jesus said there's some people who pay no attention. There's some people who grab hold of it for a while and just throw it to the side. There's other people who they start chasing what they want to chase and it's choked away and it's stolen and they don't even care. And then he said, but there's some who are good-hearted people who grab what he said, holds it close, and begin to replicate what he said to other people so that they can begin to have an encounter with God. And then he said, and then their life begins to flourish. Jesus literally says, listen, when God speaks to you the first thing, you grab the first thing. You hold on to the first thing. You don't devalue the first thing that he says. You don't devalue the thing that that, that he speaks to you and I because everything he says from day one, from the first time he speaks, has value to what he's going to say next. And as I was preparing for today's message, I was thinking about the month of January and I was thinking about my message for today and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Damon, don't you rush past what I've already said. We had five weeks of life-giving messages in the month of January. And if we're not careful, City Place, we can come in the service the very next week waiting for the next message and never grabbing hold of what God said on January the 2nd. Are you with me? We can, we can skip all the way to February the 6th and say, okay, let's go, Pastor D, what you got? Bring it and skip over the morning after, and the importance of being able to have a right response, like Pastor Ty talked about last week. See, there's so much that God is saying, 
to you, that has value to you. And sometimes we can go from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday, podcast to podcast, preacher to preacher, message to message, and miss the first thing that he said because we're trying to get the next thing that we, he says. But in order for you and I to grab more, we have to grasp the first thing he said. So my assignment today is to remind us of some things that God has already said to City Place Church at the beginning of this year. We said that we would set the tone for the year because he set the tone for us. That is not some sort of cool themed message. That is literally God declaring to City Place Church that every aspect of our life for this year has to flow through a relationship with him. Are you with me, City Place Church? God has already been speaking to our church. And as a church, we want to grasp what he's already said, not what he's just going to say today, because what he's already said through the first five weeks, through 21 days of prayer and fasting, has so much value to what he's going to say next that we can't jump past that and go give me something else. Why? Because Jesus said so many things will come in our life to strip away what he was saying. But if our heart is in the right place where we say, God, it's all about you. You are my focus. I grab hold of what you say. I'm going to hold it in high value. I'm going to begin to replicate it to other people so that they can have life in you and that their dreams can begin to be built. God, I want to see the kingdom of heaven flourish and heaven filled. God, I'm not going to let go of what you've already been saying in our church, in our family this year. I'm not going to hop from one thing to the next. God, I am ready for more. And since I'm telling you I'm ready for more, I want you to know that I will grasp the first thing that you said. See, I realize that God is never going to waste his words on those who devalue what he says. God is never going to waste his words on those who will devalue what he says. One of the things that I've learned, not only as a pastor, but as a Christ follower for over 30 years, I'm getting older, y'all, even though I look real good. Come on, ting, uh, rock the jacket, Pastor D. Listen, I've learned that God is going to say something. He's going to say it again. He's going to say it again so that I can respond to what he said. I've also learned that God will say something to me. And there have been times in my life that I may have disagreed with what he was telling me. Therefore, I leave what he's telling me to the side. Or maybe what he's telling me requires more faith, more prayer, more fasting. And I'm like, oh, I'm busy or no matter what it is. And my attention turns to the next thing that I want him to say. Versus the first thing, and I find myself in this waiting period because I haven't responded to what he says. God will never waste his words on anyone that would devalue his word. His word, the Bible says, literally, Jesus said this, what I say is spirit and it's life. We read that in Hebrews he literally says, the word of God is living, it's active, it's powerful, it's sharp, 
It pierces joint, marrow, soul, and spirit. God literally said in the book of Isaiah, there is not one word that comes out of my mouth that can return back to me void, unaccomplished. It has to accomplish what I set it out to do. The only roadblock in what God would say being fulfilled and accomplished is you and I's grabbing it, cherishing it, beginning to declare it, and seeing God deliver it and bring it. God will never, never waste his words on those that devalue his words. Are you with me, City Place? Come on. Can somebody say, I'm ready for more? If you're ready for more, then you want to grasp the first thing God said to you. So here's a question. Here's a question. Five weeks of messages. Five weeks of messages. At City Place Church, from January till now, God's been speaking to our church. Have you placed value, City Place Church? And if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. My name is Damon. I'm the senior pastor here along with my wife, Taisha, and we welcome you this morning. We've literally been preaching, set the tone. And we literally said these things. We said that we will set the tone in week number one. We said we'll set the tone for what he set the tone for. The Father has set the tone. We want to set the tone for what he set the tone for. We, we read Genesis chapter 1 where it literally says, in the beginning God created. When there was nothing, God had a plan. And we said, since the Father has the plan, we don't need to script our own script or write our own script. He already has it, so therefore we want what the Father has. So we preached, we're going to set the tone for what he set the tone for. Then in week number two of this year, we said that we will set the tone for this kind. Because Jesus says this kind of miracle, breakthrough, joy, salvation, freedom, only comes through prayer and fasting. And we said as a church that we would be committed in 2022 to being a church that prays. We said that we're going to go after God. We'll set aside things to be able to seek what Jesus wants to download to us. So we said, hey. We want to set the tone because we want to see Jesus move in a way in our church, in our families like never before. In the third week, we said that we want to set the tone for the house. We want to set the tone for the house of God because when Jesus went into the temple, the Bible says he flipped over tables because the sacred was, trying, was, being, was being infiltrated by the secular. And Jesus wasn't comfortable with the secular beginning to dictate what was happening in the sacred in God's house. And so he flipped over the tables and we said, you know what, God, at City Place Church, if there's anything that is not like you, you have permission to push it aside. But when Jesus was talking about the house, he was also talking about the house of God. He was talking about your physical dwelling, your address and your family. But then as Paul said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of God dwells in you. You've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God. And we said that we want to set the tone for the house of God. We're going to make the house of God being present in the house of God a priority in 2022. We're not going to let the world or our schedules devalue the importance of gathering together as the family of God. We said that we were going to make our own house, like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord Jesus, this house is a sacred place. We said that our physical dwelling 
was going to be a sacred place where the presence of the Lord resided. Come on, city place. And then we said we're going to get ourselves together. That the temple of God, our bodies would be physically and spiritually healthy. And we said, what if we ask God what he sees for our physical health, for our mental health, for our spiritual health? And we said we would set the tone. And then we said in week number four, we said that we set the tone as we set the frequency. We have to be able to hear what God is saying to us. We said this, we said God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. And if we grab hold of the word of God, we realize that the word of God is constantly speaking to us. And then last week, Pastor Taisha closed out the month of January by saying the morning after is the time where we go, okay, God, we're still waiting, but we believe. See, if we're going to be ready for more as a church city place, we have to grasp the first thing God has been saying to us and our church. So I challenge you this week to add value to what God has been saying at City Place Church every single week. If you've missed a week, go back and watch. If you didn't grasp everything in week number one and two, go watch it again. Download the message notes, cityplacechurch.com. Download those. Digest. God, what are you saying to our church? Encourage our hearts, God, because God's been speaking in this year. Here's a couple of things that we said. We said that the spirit of God is ahead of us in 2022. We said that every beginning begins with God. We said that the word of God has to be engaged at the beginning of everything we do this year. We said that nothing in 2022 can be made without God. No decisions, important choices, direction for our life can be made without God. And then we said life in 2022 will begin with God. So I asked you, I said, uh, are you ready for more? And then I asked you, can you handle the more? And I realized that as Jesus was in Luke chapter 5 talking to Simon, I wrote this down, in order to handle the more, once God speaks to us, your response is to focus on what he says, receive and value what he says, and then respond to what he says. Verse three, um, Simon, can I use your boat? Yeah. Simon, will you back up a little bit off the land? Sure. I hear you speak, Jesus, and I'm going to focus on what you said. You, you want to use my boat? Absolutely. You sit right there, Jesus. Uh, you want me to back up just a little bit? Off the shore? Okay, Jesus. I'm not a, I don't row, but let's just imagine he's, okay. Jesus, is that good? Yeah, 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 that, 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 that's good. So I'm going to focus on what he says. What you're asking of me, Jesus, I just want you to know I receive with high value, so I'm not going to go out further than what you told me. I'm going to go out just a little bit, just a little bit. And my response is, let's go. See, I realized that Simon responded to what Jesus said. But here's the other thing I realized. I realized that Jesus met Simon on the shore and he pulled him out to a shallow place. He literally met Simon in a shallow place at the place where he knew Simon would respond. See, this story is not just about Jesus preaching, 
to the multitudes. It's also about Simon getting an initial encounter with Jesus in a shallow place. See, Jesus is really comfortable meeting us at the point of where we are. Like, Simon, can I borrow your boat? I, I, I know you just clocked out at work, but you, do you mind if I meet you at your job? And, 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 and do, do you mind if I meet you at the, 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 the starting point of your life where it might seem like it's just a little something going on? Do you mind if I meet you here? See, I realize that when I'm reading this story that Jesus will meet us wherever we are. See, some of us have a testimony of Jesus meeting you at the place where you were about to throw in the towel, or maybe Jesus met you at the place where life and family was being broken apart. Maybe Jesus met you at a city place church service like the 300 plus people have over the last five years here at City Place Church. We don't know where God may have met you, but what we do know that if you're a Christ follower, and for some of you, he's going to meet you here today at the end of our service, what we do know is that Jesus will meet us where we are. See, Peter had focused on Simon. He becomes Peter later, but Simon had focused on what Jesus said. He received it and added value, and then he responded by just saying, okay, I'll get in the boat with you, man. Meeting you, good to meet you for the first time. Okay, you want me to respond? I'll roll back. Little did he know that Jesus was going to meet him in his shallow place, but Jesus doesn't want you and I to remain in our shallow place In our surface relationships, Jesus wants to encounter us. I actually put it like this, a little bit more eloquent. I wrote down, Jesus might meet you and I in our shallow places, but he doesn't want us to stay in a shallow, surface-based encounter or relationship with him. Because in verse 4, he says this, it says this, When he had stopped preaching, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Simon, Launch out a little bit deeper and let down your nets for a catch. Like, I was reading that, like, go out a little bit deeper. I I preached my heart out to the multitudes. We don't know how long Jesus was preaching, y'all. But he still has enough time. After he's met Peter where he was, he's preached to everybody else. He says, Peter, I got a little bit more time because this initial relationship that started with me meeting you in your surface area, in your place where you were, now my strategy has to kick in to where it's just you and me. So he says, look, go out a little bit deeper. Like my starting relationship with you can't be shallow. There's so much more that I want to know about you And so much more that you should know about me. See, right where we are in 2022 City Place Church, God does not want us to be shallow in our pursuit or in our relationship with him. God has met us where he has met us. He has been speaking since January the 2nd. God has been speaking to you, speaking to your family. You and I know where we missed the mark. Now it's time for us to respond. He met us where we are. Now he's saying, come on, City Place. Come on, I already started doing it. I'm not done yet. Come on, City Place. Will you go out a little bit deeper and will you throw your dreams, your desires, your passion for me over to the other side and let's catch something that you could only imagine? I was like, 
Why would Jesus ask him to launch out deeper? I did a study of how deep the, 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 the place where he is right now, uh, where, where he was, the, 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 the lake of Gennesaret. And today, it's, it says that the average depth is between 83 feet and 141 feet. It's, it's like the max depth. And I realized when Jesus was asking him, we don't know how far out he told him to go. But what Jesus was doing was he was like, now it's time for me to have one-on-one -on -one time with you. It's time for you and I to get personal, and we've got to push past the shallow things of your life, the shallow aspect of your relationship with me. Okay, you're a Christian. Woo, you go to church. Woo, you did your five minutes of quiet time. Woo, you prayed a little bit. But there's so much more when I get you past the noise, past the crowd, where it's you and me, and we can have a conversation. I realized that Jesus was so strategic to say, I'll meet you where you are. But then I'm going to call you to places you may not want to go. See, the thing is, is that Peter had already been out there. He had worked all night. He was tired. He had just cleaned it. And Jesus goes, come on, man. I want to take you back to the place where you were disappointed. I want to take you to the place where you haven't encountered me yet by yourself. I want to take you to the place so that you can be ready for more because you grasped hold of what I said. You received and you valued what I said, and then you responded by pushing a little bit from the shore. Now, I want to take you even further. See, I wrote this down. And I, and I kept thinking to myself, grasp what he's already said. Otherwise, you won't be able to grasp what he says next. Peter, let's go out a little bit deeper. Come on, come on, Peter. Go, go, go out a little bit deeper. All right. I realize again that God is not going to waste words on those who will devalue his words. Come on, come on, Peter. Will you, will you, will, 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 will you go out a little bit deeper, Peter? Come on, Peter. Come on, a little, little bit deeper. And, 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 and here's what happens next. Watch this. Watch this. Because remember, we said in order to handle more now, we got to respond, and we've got to be focused on what he says. We've got to focus on what he says. We've got to receive it with value, and then we've got to respond. Listen to Peter's response after Jesus says, um, go a little bit deeper. He says in verse 5, Luke chapter 5, he says, But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Watch this. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let my net down. And when he had done this, a great number of fish and they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So he signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help. And they came and filled both the boats. So the boat began to sink. Like once Peter said. Jesus, we've been going at this all night. I'm tired. But since you said it, I'm going to focus on what you said. I'm going to receive with value your word. Remember, Jesus said some people just throw the word away. They don't really even care. It just goes on and on and on. But then he said there are other people who grab hold of the word. The first thing that I said, they grab hold of it and they cherish it. And they begin to declare it to others. And it produces 
a hundred times more than what they had. And other people begin to walk in a relationship with Jesus. Like, Jesus, I done tried all night and you're going to ask me to fish again. But since you said it, I will focus on what you said. I'll respond and I'm going to receive it with value. All right, here we go. That's me rowing, y'all. I'm not a very good rower, as you can tell. All right, let's throw down the net. And the Bible says that as soon as he did it, the catch was great number. And I was thinking to myself, it requires faith to hear. It requires faith to believe. It requires faith to obey. It requires faith to respond. And it requires faith for more. Let me say it again. It requires faith to hear, faith to believe, faith to obey, faith to respond, and faith for more. Like, I will trust you, Jesus. I will respond, Jesus. I will act, Jesus. I will receive it with high value, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we need more. We need more boats. Faith to handle the more. I wrote this down. Everything God will do begins with a prophetic declaration surrounded by what he has already done. Jesus knew that there were already fish out there waiting on Simon. But he needed Simon to grasp the fresh word that he had just told him. And not look at something totally different. See, Simon responded with the little shallow season. Go out just a little bit. Then Simon grasped hold of go out a little bit deeper. Even when he had the struggle, he said, Jesus, if you said it, it's of high value to me. And the Bible says that he received more. Which leads me back to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And I'm about to give you our focus for the year City Place Church. In Ephesians chapter 3, in the verse that I read to you, it says this in verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. City Place Church, I realize that God has always been ready to do more. We just have to respond with our ears in faith, make what he says to us as a church and you in your family as priority. City Place Church, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask, hope, or think according to the power of Jesus that lives on the inside of us. We just have to let him work. City Place Church, I want to declare to you in this year that this is the year that God does at City Place Church above and beyond. Do you hear me, City Place Church? Last year, God told us that this was the year that he 
does it. And coming into this year, I was like, God, what's the theme and what's the focus for the year? Like, God, what's the theme and the focus? And literally in October, I felt like the Lord was going, Damon, I'm not done. You grasp hold of what I've already said and don't think of it as if it's one year and then something else. No, you grab hold of the first thing that I said and then you just begin to grab hold of the next thing. See, God does it was Damon, I pushed you past the toil and the agony and y'all started trusting me. City Place Church, we started trusting me. Your testimonies of what God was doing in your life was because we grabbed hold of what he said he would do. And so y'all, this year, we're like Jesus okay, if we need to go deeper in your presence, we'll go. If we need to go deeper in our serving, we'll go. If we need to go deeper in prayer, we'll go. If we need to go deeper in fasting, we'll go. Jesus, if we need to go deeper in our generosity, we'll go. If we need to go deeper in our evangelism, we'll go. If we need to go deeper in our uh, discipleship, we'll go. Why? Because this is the year that we're giving you permission to do above and beyond. We're ready for more. We will value at City Place Church and in our homes this year what he says first. God already told City Place Church that this was the year that he does it. Well, City Place Church, I'm telling you that this is the year that God does above and beyond in your family. Simon literally says, you want me to move back from the shore a little bit? Okay. You want me to go deeper, but Jesus, you know, you know what? I trust what you say. I'm going to receive it and hold it with high value because you're talking to me by myself. I'm going to go a little deeper and I'm going to throw down my net. And the Bible says this. And soon as he did this, they caught a great number of fish, a great number. In my mind, I was like, I wonder, I was trying literally to do the research of how many fish is a win for a commercial fisherman. I couldn't find it. And so in my mind, I was like, was 100 fish good for the day? 15, 30, whatever it was, we know by the fact that he had to call his partners that it was more than what was normal. City Place Church, we have to get ready for what God wants to do. He's not just going to do the tangible at City Place Church. Our church is going to grow. Our church is going to make a greater impact in our city, in the business community, in people being baptized this year and saved and filled with the Holy Spirit this year. We're going to, we're going to see more influence in your homes, on your jobs, more miracles like never before. Jesus, it's all about you. It's all about what you says because you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We may have scripted according to the power that we allow to work in us. Watch now. To him be glory in the church. Watch now. Not just in the current season, Paul wrote in verse 21, but for generations to come forever and ever City Place Church, 2022 is the year that God does above and beyond. Are you ready?
for more? Can you handle the more? More of his spirit, more of his power, more of God using you, more time with him, but also more favor on your job, God using you like never before, God increasing your family naturally, practically. Are you ready for God to do more? Are you ready for God to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask or imagine? City Place Church, we are going to let the Spirit of God do His thing in our church this year. This is the year God does above and beyond. Right where you are, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Right where you are, I just want you to buy your head, close your eyes. I just want you to buy your head, close your eyes right where you are. And in fact, I'm going to declare this verse over you again. Right where you are, maybe you walked in, you walked in, maybe you joined online today and you haven't met Jesus yet. Today is your day. Today is the day where you encounter Jesus the same way Simon did. And maybe he's meeting you at a low place in your life. Maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe there's something where you feel like you made a mistake and you're just, oh, I just can't believe he wouldn't love me. No, you're in the right place at the right time. Perfect timing. This morning, I want to pray for you. I want to give you an opportunity to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior today. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and lives on the inside of you. I just read that verse in Ephesians chapter 3, which says he's able to do because he's in you. And if you say, Damon, I want to meet Jesus for the very first time, or maybe you're coming back to Jesus, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. Are you ready, City Place Church? Come on, let's pray together. Come on, one family. Here we go. Say, dear Jesus, today, on this first day of February, I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose again. And I choose to follow you. Meet me today. I declare that you have saved me. And I choose you as my savior and my friend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place Church. Can you make some noise for Jesus today? Right where you are, can you make some noise for Jesus? Well done on the decision that you made today. Listen, I want to encourage all of you who said yes, and I meant to mention this earlier, but we have a digital connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or you can text the word cityplace to 94000. Let us know the decision that you made today. Our team wants to come around you, send you some resources just to encourage you to say well done on your choosing to follow Jesus today. Another step is we want to make sure that you don't do life alone. Right now, you can sign up to be a part of a city group. What's a city group? A city group is a small group of people who do life together. They, they sign up and they join to be in a small group of people and they just share life. They study the word of God or maybe there's something that they gather around games or a hobby or something like that. And they literally just create a life-giving friendship to where they grow together in God. And so I want to encourage you to find a group, find a group to be a part of so that you can be around people who can speak life into you. Today's a new day. 
I'm so proud of the decision that you made today. Come on, City Place, one more time. Can we say yes? Come on. Come on. This is the year that God does above and beyond. Are you excited about that, City Place Church? Come on. This is the year that God does above and beyond. This is our time in our service where we honor the Lord with our tithe and with our offering. We bring it to him. Uh, the first part of our increase in our life, we say, God, we give it back to you according to the word of God. And so um, this week, um, as I'm talking to you, we're actually going to be giving part of, remember we did our seeds offering. This week, we are giving the financial gift to you moms. And so we'll show you pictures and things like that as that takes place. But uh, we just want you to know that God has asked us as a church to steward his kingdom finances, be generous in our community, but also your giving allows us to be able to spend time with you on Sunday morning as well um, for the actual function and operation of God's house. And so let me pray. And then I'm just gonna wish you the very best week and don't forget, Super Bowl Sunday is happening next Sunday. So uh, break out your jerseys and we can't wait to hang out with you. But Father, we thank you today for what you did. Jesus, we're so honored that we get to grab hold of what you said. Jesus, thank you for those that met you today for the very first time and they restore the relationship back to you. God, receive the, the tithe and the offering as we bring it to you today. Thank you for entrusting us with your kingdom finances and allowing us to steward them personally, but also as a church. Jesus, I just pray over us as we go through our week. I pray that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's to your glory through Christ Jesus, now and forever, in Jesus' name. Have a great week, City Place Church. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.